Good morning. We had a little debate if I was going to come up here or not. Uh, they won, so I came up here. So good to be here this morning. Amen? Okay, we're going to do it again because Jesus is alive. The tomb is empty. It's empty today and every day, right? So good morning. Good to see everybody. If you're a guest, um, I just want to point out to you that you can text WELCOME to 704-459-5575 if you are a guest. It's so good to be here. It's so good to know that the sun is out and Jesus Christ walked out of that tomb too, right? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just pray that you are glorified in everything that we do here this morning. Father, death has been defeated. You are alive and well. And Father, we pray that the right person is here this morning that doesn't know what today's about, and they come to know you. Or the right person is tuned in online, and they meet you as well. And Father, we just pray that everything we do, we glorify you. Thank you for sending your son um, who died and rose again for us. All this in your name. Amen.
Amen. Have you had a good morning so far? Amen. It is a, man, it is a beautiful day. Uh, we we kind of contemplated all week whether we were going to be inside or not. I know we had planned to be outside. Uh, the temperature was kind of on the breaking point. And on my way up here this morning, I got, I was coming across a state line and it said 31 degrees. And I said, oh boy, I might be in trouble. <laughs> but the Lord is good, amen? And all the time, God is good. And, and He's given us a great day, a beautiful day. I pray that you've had a chance to uh, enjoy some refreshments, some coffee and donuts this morning, uh, just to fellowship together and spend some time together. But we're here today because Jesus lives, amen? Because He is alive today. We're here today because God loves you. That's the bottom line. God loves you, and, and He loves you so much that He sent His one and only Son that would die for you. He lived a perfect life, a sinless life. He went to the cross. He shed His blood. He was nailed to the cross and shed His blood for the forgiveness of our sin. They put Him in a tomb, and praise God, God raised Him from the dead on the third day. Amen? And that's why we're here today, to celebrate our risen Lord and Savior. That's the essence of Easter. That's the essence of our faith, isn't it? For without that, without the resurrection, we have nothing. We have nothing to stand on, nothing to believe in. So we're glad that you're here today to celebrate our risen Lord and Savior. You know, today's kind of like a, a, an Easter throwback to last year, isn't it? Uh, for a year now, we've been, we've been wanting back, to come back to some sort of normalcy, haven't we? For over a year, we've been waiting on, on services to be added back. And beginning April 18th, okay, check your bulletins and your, your letters that you may have gotten uh, with the schedules of services being reinstated uh, on some sort of normal basis. So we're looking forward to that. But last Easter, we were outside, weren't we? We were like this last Easter, I think, though. We were in a truck with a covered shed and... and uh, it was, man, man it, was a, it was still a good day, wasn't it? Because we were, we were worshiping our risen Lord, and, and it was the day, and it is the day, that the Lord has made. And so we're rejoicing it, in it today. But this year we've chosen to be outside. You know there's a difference when, when you, you have to do something versus you want to do something. You know, and, and so today we've, we have the ability to come outside and a beautiful day, and the, the equipment, thank you people for helping get set up on, on the refreshments and everything out here um, to celebrate and to be in the midst of God's creation. Amen. Look around, and, and life is coming about all around us, and, and we can celebrate His creation. We can fellowship together. And I know there's some of you here today that, that haven't seen others for, for over a year now. And praise God that we can come together and, and have a chance to, to fellowship with each other. And hopefully this is going to be back to uh, some sort of normal real, real soon. But today again we've come to worship God. We've been anticipating and, and waiting with various uh, expectations. And, and sometimes waiting is fun, isn't it? Sometimes it's exciting. Uh, some, you know, it's part of the process. And sometimes, though, it's, it's nerve-wracking, isn't it? Sometimes it's troubling. Sometimes, sometimes the answers just don't come. 
you, you wait and you wait and you wait and, and, and the answers don't come. And, and sometimes the answers won't come at all. You know, maybe the things we want, the desi- things that we desire, the things we pray for, maybe, maybe they're not going to come in this, to you in this lifetime or your prayers aren't going to be answered in this lifetime. Maybe it's going to be the next. But see, if we have Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have the hope of eternal life, don't we? We have a hope of something to come. You see, if, if you're without Jesus, if, if you're without faith in Christ, you have no hope. You have no hope of anything after this life. But we serve a risen God who conquered death. And because of that, we have, we have hope. And sometimes those answered prayers come after we're long gone. Maybe, maybe today you're praying for the salvation of a family member. That salvation may come after you're gone. But God is faithful and He hears our prayers. And he answers them. <clears throat> Sometimes we wait and we wait and we wait. That was the case for the for the Old Testament prophets. Over the last over the last three weeks, we've been we've been looking at the hope that was prophesied in the Old Testament for a New Testament Savior. We've looked at various uh, people in the Old Testament, various Psalms and Jeremiah and Isaiah and Zechariah. The psalmist writes in Psalm 16, verses 9 through 11. The psalmist writes in Psalm 16, verses 9 through 11. He says, Therefore my heart is glad, my tongue rejoices, my body also will rest secure, because you will not abandon me in the realm of the dead, nor will you let my faithful one see decay. You make known to me the path of life, and you will find me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. We look at, the, at Job, and he asked the question, he says, if, if, in Job 14, 14, he says, if someone dies, will they live again? And then he goes on to answer that question himself in, in chapter 19. He says, I know, listen to this, I know that my Redeemer lives. Amen. Do you know that today? Are you confident today that your Savior, that your Redeemer lives? He said, I know that my Redeemer lives, and then in the dead He will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see Him with my own eyes, I and no other. How my heart yearns within me. Are you waiting to see God? Are you waiting to stand face to face with Jesus? Remember what Jesus said to Mary and Martha in John chapter 11, verse 23? Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Your brother will rise again. And Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And listen to what Jesus says. Jesus said to her, He said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? That question is for all of us 
today, do you believe this? And she answered, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. We've looked at all the Old Testament prophets. We've looked at at where they've been fulfilled in in the New Testament. But all the hope and most all of the Old Testament prophecies are are, are fulfilled because of Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 8. Luke chapter 4, verses 24, chapter 24, verses 1 through 8. He says, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, now John writes in his uh, gospel, he says, While it is still dark. Okay, so it's before the sun comes up, before dawn, they're making their way to the tomb. Knowing that Jesus Christ is there, that He was buried there on Friday. And they've come to prepare His body. And My, my, what a surprise they get. It says, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men and clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Amen. Remember how He told you while He was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And then they remembered. They remembered these words that Jesus had told them. Yep, praise God. He he was not there. That tomb was empty and He is alive. Amen. And we can rejoice in that today. Praise God. And we have the promises. uh, 1 Peter writes in 1 Peter 1, verses 3 through 5. He lays out the promise that we have in the gospel, in the hope that we find in Jesus. He begins, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5, he says, All praise to God. Folks, this morning our hearts need to be filled with praise. Maybe, maybe you're facing something in your life that's you're going through a difficult time. Maybe you're experiencing something you never thought you'd have to experience before in your life. Nevertheless, we're to praise God in and through everything because He is God and He is good. It says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this, listen to this passage. It is by His great mercy. By whose great mercy? It is by His great mercy that you have been born again because God raised Jesus from the dead. Now we live in a great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept for us in heaven, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change or decay. Folks, what He has prepared for us, nothing on this earth can touch, nothing on this earth can destroy, nothing on this earth can change in any way. God is holding it in His hands, our inheritance waiting on Him, waiting on us 
to join Him. It says, and through your faith, through your faith, God is protecting you by His power until you receive this salvation which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. Hallelujah, that ought to be a shouting time, amen, that God has got it ready waiting for us because of our faith, because of His mercy, because of His amazing grace. Are you happy today? Are you happy today? Oh, what a glorious day it is to celebrate. Are you excited that it's Easter Sunday morning? Are you, are, you East, are you happy? Are you glad Jesus conquered the grave? Are you glad Jesus is alive today? Are you glad our hope is in, a, is in the living Lord, the God of all creation? The God of the universe. Are you glad that we do have hope? That you, aren't you glad that we have hope beyond this dreadful life that we're living in? Are you glad that we have hope in the resurrected Redeemer who will give us eternal life because of His mercy and because of our faith in Him? Folks, we're no longer slave to sin, but we're a child of God. And we're waiting in anticipation of, of Christ's return and we live with, with the great expectation of eternal life in Him and and with Him. And one day, one day He's coming. One day He's coming back. One day the heavens are going to split open and He's going to come down and He's going to call us all up to spend eternity with Him. Are you ready for that? Are you ready? Oh, what a glorious day. A glorious day that will be. Amen. I'm going to ask the the praise band if they would. And y'all stand together and let's sing Oh, what a glorious day it is.
Living, He loved me. Dying, He saved me. Buried, He carried my sins far, far away. Rising, He justified me. Freed me forever and ever. And one day, He's coming back. One day, the trumpet will sound. And oh, what a glorious day that will be. Amen. Legend has it a couple of, couple of weeks uh, after the resurrection, somebody asked Joseph of Arimathea, said, why did you let Jesus have your brand new tomb? And he said, well, he only needed it for the weekend. <laughs> Hebrew 12.2 tells us that Jesus faced death with joy. It says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Friends, we've got to look beyond our circumstances and the things that are going on in our life and the things of this world that are distracting us and pulling us away from, from our focus on God. And to, and to keep our eyes focused upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Friday night we talked about Jesus leading His disciples uh, from the Passover, knowing, knowing what they were going to face knowing that He was going to the cross, knowing that, that His disciples were going to fail Him. He still, after they led, left the Passover meal, He said, let's go out and praise God. So as they went out and they left and, and sang a hymn. And so folks, whatever's going on in our life, praise God in the midst of it. And ask God, how, how God are you going to use this for me, how God are you going to grow my faith in and through this? For joy was set before Christ, and and he he endured the cross. Can you imagine? With joy, he faced the cross for for somebody like me, <laughs> for somebody like you. Because man, our thoughts aren't good, are they? Our motivations aren't good, are they? Our deeds aren't good, are they? The Bible says that, that we're not good. We're not good people. And we're sinful people. But because of the blood of Jesus, we are forgiven of that sin. But He faced that cross because He loved me and you. And because He did, we have, we have hope for the future that, that we will indeed be redeemed. We hope for, hope for the present that we're that we're not alone, but that we're loved and we, we have a purpose, that He has laid a purpose on each of our hearts. And we have a, a hope over the past that our, that our failures, and, and let me tell you, mine are, are many, that they're not greater than God's grace and not greater than God's ability to save us, not greater than His forgiveness. You see, our hope our hope for forgiveness, uh, for, for reconcil reconciliation with, with God and a perfect and holy and eternal life, it, it rests on the, on the finished work of Jesus Christ, the finished work of what He did on the cross and the resurrection of Him on Easter morning. Jesus was the, the Son of God, died to pay the penalty of our of our sin and, and rose from the dead so that we might have a sinless life in eternity 
so that we can stand before God and worship Him for all of eternity. Folks, He won the unwinnable. He, he conquered the unconquerable. And by doing so, it gave proof to everything He ever said. Every word that He ever spoke. Every, we, we can trust everything that He said. We can trust everything that He claimed. Every promise that He made and every prediction that He made. We can trust that because He conquered death. And because He is alive, our salvation can never be undone. Praise God. Almighty God Himself is keeping it in heaven for me and you. He's waiting on us to come to Him. He's waiting on us to make a decision in this life. Because be reminded, once we pass from this life, our eternity is determined. There are no do-overs after this life. You either choose God or you choose yourself. You choose heaven or you choose hell. You choose your ways or God's ways. But once we pass from this life, all choices are over and you'll be found in eternity in one of those two places. See, He came not only to, to bring hope, but to give hope because He is our hope and we trust in Jesus as our Savior and when we do we have the assurance of eternal life we have hope because Jesus forgives us we have hope because he will transform us into his likeness and, and knowing Jesus brings contentment to our life regardless of the material possessions that we have folks you can have all the toys that you want all the toys that money can buy. Do all the fun things you want to. But you'll never have peace until you know Jesus. You'll never have joy in those difficult circumstances until you know Jesus. He is the Prince of Peace. And He will give you joy. He will give you peace and He will give you hope. You see, Easter hope means everything. The hope of Easter means everything. It's, the, it's an anchor in life's fierce storms. It's a rock in, that you can stand on in the midst of troubled times. A hope that, that raises you above despair and difficulty and keeps you going on from day to day, one day to the next. And folks, Scripture tells us that, that nothing can destroy that hope because it is stored in heaven where no earthly power, nothing can touch it. Nothing can change it. Nothing can defile it. And nothing can destroy it. For God Himself is holding it in heaven. If you look at the, the headlines of the day, the headlines of, of the last year, you see real quick that this world lacks hope. There simply is no hope there for the world that they can find. They're in desperate need of hope. And they're searching everywhere in every nook and cranny trying to find something that will satisfy them, something that will give them that peace in their heart, something that will fill that emptiness. There's abuse and addiction and, and illness and broken relationships all around us. 
And people are trying to find, use all these things to, to fill their empty lives. People need to know that. People need to know that, that Jesus came to bring hope. That Jesus is, is our hope. And that our hope is alive. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're searching for hope today. Maybe you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know, when I read that scripture earlier and it said that that the women came before sunrise, it was still dark, it said. The world was a dark place before Christ was resurrected. And there are still people today without that are living in that darkness, that are living without that hope in their life. Again, maybe, maybe that's you today. If your hope is in the world, if maybe you put in your hope in, the, in your toys, in your stuff, in your career, in your job, in your finances, whatever it might be. Folks, you need a new hope. You need an everlasting hope. A hope that will never let you down. A hope that will never leave you nor forsake you. A hope that is prepared for you, that is ready for you, that is waiting for you in heaven. Let me ask you this, is is your hope in Jesus real? Is your hope in Jesus real and is it alive to you today? Is it meaningful to you today? Is your spirit alive? Is His spirit alive in you? Or are you just going through the motions of life and church and the activities of the day? Is the Holy Spirit alive and working in your heart? Folks, the trials in this world are temporary. The difficulty that you're facing, you've been going through it for a long time. You may still have a long time to go, but it's temporary. It's not eternal. Folks, God is eternal. And the hope in God is eternal. The things of this world are going to pass by. The the, the things and stuff of this world cannot fill your emptiness. It cannot make you happy. It cannot give you joy. The Old Testament prophets that we've been looking at over the last three weeks, they had hope for a Savior. They, they wrote about this hope that they had, that a Savior would come and, and fulfill that hope. Well, folks, that, that Savior came and He promised to come again, and He will. Everything that He ever said has come to, to, to fruition thus far. And He said He will return and He will. And so put your hope in the one who conquered death, who conquered the grave. And put the one, your hope in the one who is always there for you. The one who will never leave you. The one that will never forsake you. The one who lived a perfect life. The one who hung on the cross and shed His blood. The one that was that was tied to a pole and beaten to near death. 
the one that they took down and put in a tomb. Oh, he was dead. He was dead for sure. There was no question. You see, the Roman soldiers had to make sure he was dead or they would have been killed for not following instructions, for not fulfilling their commands. Oh, he was dead. They put him in the tomb. Yesterday, Saturday, was a day of sorrows, a day of mourning. We've all experienced that in our life, haven't we? We've all lost someone dear, near and dear to us. And after the funeral, the next day, everybody's gone and the house is empty. The chair's empty. That's when the reality sets in. That was Saturday. When we lose someone and we go through the funeral, we, we tend to go back to that gravesite, don't we? To honor them yet again. That's what happened on Easter morning. They were going back to the tomb. And when they got there, it was empty. <laughs> Amen. What would we think if we went back to the, to the graveyard after, after our funeral, went back and there was a big hole in the ground there? And... Somebody, that tomb was empty. That meant he was alive. It meant that he rolled the stone away. It meant that he walked out. And he was seen by over 500 people in different times, in different places, spoke to him at, at different places to confirm that he was alive. It wasn't a hallucination. It wasn't somebody hearing the same thing over and over again. He was alive. You see that by extra biblical content outside of the Bible. There, there are people that say and write about Jesus being alive after His resurrection. Amen. Praise God. And because of that, we have hope today. Amen. Praise God for that today. You see, the cross has the final word. The cross is where Jesus gave His life for us. And the tomb said, Amen. He is alive. He is your Lord. He is your Savior. And He is holding your inheritance in heaven, waiting on you. Amen. Amen. And praise God. Amen. Let's celebrate Easter together. Father God, we thank You for Your risen Son. God, we thank You that You raised Him from the dead. God, that You made today possible that because of today, we have hope. A hope that is real, a hope that is eternal, and a hope that is, that is one to be passed on from, from person to person. Because Lord, we, we, we are living in a, in a dark world. And so, Father, we pray today, God, that you would burden our hearts to, to make known to, to those around us the light of Jesus. Father, we don't think that, there's, that you have much time left before you come. We don't know. It could be a thousand more years. But just looking at the way things are unfolding, sure sounds like it's in the days of Noah. Father, you've promised that you're going to send your son back. And he's going to come. 
And Father, may we be ready for that day. May we be spiritually ready to meet you face to face. Oh, what a glorious day indeed that will be for those of us that know you. Father, we praise your holy name today and we thank you for Easter. We thank you for your Son and resurrection morning. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you.